And horror hounds this is brett from dimension z we are back again um we took a week off after halloween just because of the halloween hangover um have to take down all the decorations which it is extremely sad and our christmas tree is currently up but oh i didn't even get there yet we're christmas lists right now thankfully still yeah, we did that last night. We um, put up the Christmas tree and decorated it completely. And I, the whole time, I'm just like, this hurts. Yeah. But um, I've set up a... Uh, well, let me... Uh, Greg is with me yet again this week. Thank you. For oh, yeah. That's me. Thanks for joining. No problem. Um, Yeah, but I uh, kind of cleaned up my uh, podcast area upstairs, and I've been working on that. I've... um taken uh not all the halloween decorations upstairs and decorated the upstairs but um a lot of my favorite stuff i've brought up here so like i have both skeletons um i have some like good frankenstein stuff a couple like i have this 1969 halloween blow mold that's sitting right beside me right now well it makes sense because you have a horror podcast so you kind of get a pass on keeping it up all year yeah, and I just, it really helps you get in the mood when you come up here and sit down to record just to see all this stuff surrounding you. Like, if I was surrounded by Christmas stuff, I would be like, hey, everyone, I don't know, we're going <laughs> to talk about, we're going to talk about Cabin in the Woods, I don't care. Yeah, oh, well, that's what we're talking about. But yeah, we are talking about Cabin in the, Cabin in the Woods, and I do care, because this is a great horror comedy. This is one of my favorites. I'm kicking myself for not putting it on my five list, but like I said, that list fluctuates depending on the day. But I love this movie so much, so I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah, me too. Like I saw this in theaters, and um, a little funny story about when I did see this in theaters. I was. Okay, I have a quick question about that, actually, if you don't yeah. mind, before you get into the story. Did you know, like, it wasn't just a typical, like, Evil Dead? ripoff or did i never saw the trailer did it give anything away i you could definitely tell there was going to be something else kind of going on than just like a your regular like going to a woods evil dead type horror movie yeah but you didn't i didn't know it was going to go to the extreme that it did in this movie okay yeah i've always wondered that i never saw i don't well i mean i don't remember seeing the trailer i'll put it that way Right. Well, this came out in, I think, 2011, so yeah. it came out the year I graduated high school. Yeah, I was in my first year of college, and a lot of people, like, where I was at was were talking about this, like, wild new movie. Yeah, um, when I saw this in theaters, like, uh, it was um, one of those uh, Alamo Drafthouse theaters. So oh, okay. They, they have, like, the fancy popcorn, they have all the fancy drinks and whatnot. Well, I went with, like, a friend, and we're sitting there talking. And this lady beside us looks over and goes, hey, you two, shut the fuck up right now. And like, <laughs> we're like, the credits haven't even started yet. And we're, we're basically whispering to each other. So at this point, I go, I'll be right back. And I go get a manager and basically said, hey, this lady just cussed us out for whispering to each other before the credits even started. Yeah. Before like movie previews or anything. So, um. They're like, okay, no problem. We can get this taken care of for you. We're re very sorry. They kicked the lady out. They ended up giving us free popcorn, and they looked at my friend. They're like, what do you want? And he's like, can I have a Jack and a 
Jack and Coke. He's and they're like, no, you we can't give you free alcohol. He's like, well, I don't want anything. anything. I just want a Jack and Coke. Yeah. So they didn't budge on that. <laughs> no, but um, I did get this gigantic thing of popcorn, which actually it ended up working out. Yeah, that ain't bad. You get rid of the lady and you get free popcorn. They're like, we're really sorry. Like, I guess they were saying like she's a regular and she does this all the time. I'm like, well, then why do you keep letting her in? Yeah, money. Yeah, exactly. It's cheaper. But, um, to, it's more cost pr- productive to kick her out after she pays to get in. And she has also like you know bought concessions, which is like you know ten dollars for a yeah. soda. Yeah, I saw this in theaters and loved it from the very beginning. Um, did you know Joss Whedon co-wrote this? I did because it ha- kind of has his fingerprints all over it. It I, feels really Whedon-y to me. Like after watching it again and like kind of doing a little bit of like research and whatnot, I never really. I don't think I ever knew that, or if I did, I never uh, remembered it. Yeah. But I can't believe, like, yeah, this is because when did Avengers come out? Like the next year, twenty twelve. So he went from like, well, this I think this movie was also made in like twenty two thousand nine or something. Yeah, this took a long time to release. Uh, similar to how we were talking about with Jason X, right? So it that kind of makes sense, and that's also why Thor is probably in this movie. Yeah, because, which is kind of funny. It's one of those things of how like Robert Downey Jr. and um, uh, what was it uh the guy who played the Hulk? How they were in Zodiac a couple years. Oh, Mark before. Ruffalo. Yeah. How they were in Zodiac together a few years before the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So it's just one of those weird things. But uh, um, yeah, it was really funny seeing Thor in this movie. Yeah, he as well. I like Hemsworth in this role, though. Like, he's he's legit a good actor, like Thor aside even. Like, I, I don't dislike much that he's in. No, like, I like him, like, as an actor, and I think he's great as Thor. Like, that first Thor movie does get some hate, but I think he's really funny in it. Like, I love the scene where he's in the diner. He's like, mm, I love this coffee. Give me another. And he throws he's the smacked. glass down. Yeah. That's so great. But, yeah, he's good in this one as well. Um, The cast all around is pretty strong in this, and it definitely helps it. Yeah, and a few of the guys you see come back, like the guy that plays Marty the Stoner, he's in a movie called... um you might be the killer which is another kind of uh horror comedy like trope on the um slasher genre yeah i never saw it It sounds good though no it's really great he's really he's funny as hell in that one as well yeah sorry about the dogs bark and i muted as soon as i could Uh, shaggy yeah (laughs) oh you Um, you didn't hear my angry yell oh i I gracefully muted that for you (laughs) um yeah, so basically my favorite to... thing. Oh, good. Yeah, no, but I was just going to basically jump into it now. Um... Oh, perfect. Because I was going to say my favorite thing about this movie, and I saw an interview where they said they did this on purpose. You would think you walked into the wrong movie at the get go of this. Yeah, it's almost like you're walking into like office space instead of a slasher horror movie. Yeah, like no bit of this beginning says horror except for when the title card comes on. And they had the real loud music and everything. But even that, like, it's just like Times New Roman font cabin in the woods. I also love that, like, um, like horror movie titles. Like, I love the big red titles. And I love it when it's just, like, thrown on there just randomly and you don't uh, expect it at all. It's a good, it throws back to almost like the 70s grindhouse type movies. Yeah, where, where the title card and... itself is almost a jump scare. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I, this title card is one of my favorites. 
Yeah. Um, so, like we said, that whole office opening, you know something's up from the get-go. You're still not quite sure what it is if you're coming into this cold, but I don't remember the two actors' names, the main control ones. Um, I can't remember their names either. I know the um, one guy was in Step Brothers. Yeah, he's the dad from Step yeah. Brothers. The other guy looks familiar as well, but I can't place him. Yeah, but these two are the driving force behind this whole movie, and they're great with it. Oh, they're so fucking funny, and they're a great, like, comedy duo. Like, there's just so many of those great comedy duos that are only, like, together for, like, one movie, because that's yeah. all, like, they really need to be. And these two guys work really great together. Yeah. Um. So, we get the weird opening and everything, and then that we get to the apartment or dorm or wherever it is where we meet our quote-unquote main cast, where I'd almost say... The control room men are more the main cast. Like, it could be a toss-up, but are victims. I was going to say, I would say the main cast is mostly Dana and Marty, and then the control room guys. Yeah. Like, the other ones, it's almost just, like, fodder, you know, for a million great kills. Yeah, so it's... There's things in this that you don't pick up on, and I enjoy it more as a rewatch, even than original, even though I don't have that big twist anymore. Because you start picking up on so many things, like the fact that she dyed her hair, and then later we find out it was from the hair dye, but at the very beginning, she's like, oh, you're blonde now, because she has to be the dumb whore. Yeah, you like, know? they're putting, like, chemicals and pheromones and, like, all the stuff that they consume or, like, stuff like that, like hair dye. They're even released just, like, mist into rooms, like, later on to, like, rig things into the way that they want them to go. Yeah, and the thing is, like, None of them really fit their archetypes that they're chosen for at the beginning. Because um, Chris Hemsworth char- Hemsworth's character, Kurt, he's a sociology major and he's real into like all that stuff. Like, Not just majoring and being the jock guy. He's not that at all. He's talking about it and everything. Um, Dana was fucking her professor, so not exactly the virgin archetype. No. And Jules, you don't get to know as much at the beginning because it's kind of already started with her with the hair dye and everything and yeah then... she's um she's like the one of the first ones to kind of get affected by it i love though when um thor i'm just gonna call him thor from for the rest of the podcast <laughs> when thor and dana are in the room together and thor's just going on and on about books and then he's like oh yeah by the way you're not wearing pants yep i did notice that and i i gotta say I have never had a thing where I'm talking to someone in my house and I'm not wearing pants and I did not notice. No, I never got that. Like, well, like she's like so shocked or is she just so taken away by his muscles that just, I don't know. Brett, you've been to my house. Yeah. Have I ever greeted you with no pants on and you had to inform me? Unfortunately not. See, it's not a thing that happens. <laughs> no, no. It's I do like, yeah, off topic. I know a guy, though, who one time went on a walk down the street to his friend's house, and he was, like, out of his yard and, like, a few houses down the street, and he realized he wasn't wearing pants. Jesus Christ. Well, it must have been summer. Yes. There's no way. Oh, He's you like, know. Man, it feels a lot better than it did earlier tonight. Like, I'm just a lot breezier. It's a lot better. <laughs> like I wish I felt this free all the time. Oh, my fuck. <laughs> no, Pennsylvania winters we live in would not allow that. Yeah. Um, and then Holden who is the scholar archetype, is more of the jock character, which is weird that they didn't just keep him that. But uh, Kurt says he's the best hands on the team or whatever. He catches the football after it's accidentally thrown out the window. So it's weird that they switch them around because 
uh, Thor, as you said, is the scholar, and Holden is the athlete. They could have just left those two alone. Yeah, it's almost like the control room guys didn't do like too much research with this one because they almost do. Uh, they are kind of cocky throughout the entire movie of like, well, the uh, uh, you know, J- uh, the ja- uh, Japanese uh, didn't go through with their ritual, but we always get ours, you know. Well, no, the Japanese was undefeated. Oh, but okay. they're talking about the other countries. Yeah, the, the Japanese ones were undefeated. It was always like down to America and Japan. Yeah. But they were their rivals. It's definitely that there's definitely a cockiness to them where I almost seem it see it as like they're like, we've done this so many times. We can just look at these guys and be like, oh, yeah, look at Thor. Of course, he's the athlete. He doesn't read. Exactly. Um, Marty is pretty much the only one who fits his stereotype. And Marty is my favorite character in the whole movie. Oh, my movie. God. I know I'm jumping ahead, but I laugh so hard every time where the, the Harbinger, the gas station guys plays. And he's talking about the wars. Like, you damn well know which war goes. Would that be with the blue and gray uniforms and brother <laughs> fighting brother? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, he has some of the best lines and funniest lines in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Which his introduction to the movie is amazing, too, where he just rolls up in his car with this ginormous, like, four-foot bong. And they're like... And he's, <laughs> he's almost to the, to the roof of his car. And it's one of those... It's like a Cheech and Chong movie. His door opens. It's just filled with smoke. And he's just like, yep, here I come. And they're like, man, we you can't be bringing a four-foot bong onto my uh, parents' RV. And he's like, I'm not. And it collapses into a travel mug. Does this exist for curiosity purposes only? Because that's awesome. It does. Um, I remember looking it up like years ago, and it definitely does. Like it's that's really fucking expensive, amazing. But someone did make it. That's awesome. That yeah, like you said, it's almost Cheech and Chong, like Stoner and Jane Bob, like Stoner invention thing that you wouldn't think exists. Well, and it leads completely into the stereotype of no normal person would have that thing. Yes. So it's even going further into the thing of like, this is just every trope of every horror movie. Yeah. And also to um, touch on Marty already kind of being the fool, he locks his door and through the open window and walks away. Yeah. So he reaches into the open window, locks his car door and leaves. Yeah. And then just goes walking away, just completely oblivious. Yes. Um, yeah. Marty is the MVP of this group. Yeah, definitely. And he, I mean, not the, you know, I mean, this whole thing of spoilers, but he's the hero. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the villain, kind of. Yeah, kind of. But I mean, at the end, I don't really like it's kind of I like that they went the way they did because usually they would go the other way with a movie. Yeah. But how they went with it, I really enjoyed. Now, like to jump out of like going through the movie for a minute, you know what like shocks me about this entire movie? It was never franchised. No, with like how many different like even you could do like different countries could each have their own movie. All the different monsters. All the previous years and everything. Or you know what I was thinking would be amazing? Imagine a cabin in the woods video game where you're playing the control type people. Oh, that'd be great. Like you have to get these people to fall into the traps and everything like that. Yeah, like oh shit, I have to get over to this like department to turn on the pheromones. I have to get this department to like shot yeah. the knife out of her hand. Like they're getting away, you got to blow this and make sure they can't get around. Like I think that would be so fun, almost like an Evil Sims. 
or even like an eight like an eight episode netflix show of just like do the office but the office from this yeah like, you... i can't believe this they never took this maybe like and part of me respects it because they know what we did was perfect that's it but then i'm like give me more and that's the thing with it, where it's like, there's so many movies that you would say, give me more. And by the end, you're like, fucking hell, you ruined it. Like, oh, yeah. you ruined the series with this. We're like, Nightmare One is amazing. By the time you get to Freddy's Dead, it's one of my most hated horror movies. Really? Oh, I it's so bad. Where everything, yeah, like he has the power glove in it and he's like, I'm working with power. You know, it's like, which became an outdated reference almost by the time of release. Well, yeah, he was doing, like, commercial references in that movie. So it's commercials from the 80s he's referencing. Yeah, it's... I, I gotcha. You're no, not no, wrong at all. But, um, so we cut back to, like, the office after that. And, you know, they they have the new guy. Like, it's his first day on the job. He's like, I've been prepped. He's clearly ex-military. And they, he didn't serve the typical new guy purpose, though. Usually in a movie like this where you have the crew who've been doing it forever, they'll put a rookie in the movie so that way we as the audience get the explanation because they right. have to tell him everything. But they didn't use him for that because we just saw they just kind of narrate to themselves anyway. Like, oh, getting pheromones ready. So it was strange to have him as the new guy. Yeah, and they, they didn't really do a whole lot with him because um, I'm pretty sure he's just kind of killed off like whenever, like towards the end, like he's just kind of a random kill i'm pretty sure i think if i had to guess like his role was to be the the moral struggle is this right because you seem like you're celebrating like why do we need to see why do we care if we see our boobs like things like that so i think he's supposed to be almost like the moral dilemma of the whole thing when also to um kind of make us think okay so this is going to go towards this normal horror movie trope like this and yet again they completely went another way Oh, yeah, they subvert expectations like crazy in this. Yeah. Also, I have to say about the uh, the gas station guy, he's the crazy Ralph of this movie. Of uh, like Every <laughs> one of these movies has like a crazy... Because I have to get my Friday the 13th reference in here somewhere. Understood. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely the crazy Ralph of this movie, or like the guy from Friday 3 with the eyeball. Oh, yeah. Or um the, the you don't want to go down that road. <laughs> Um, well, and I like that it's, they address it, they're like, they have to make the choice, they were warned and still won anyway, so they trespassed against the Harbinger and everything. I also love when that, the crazy Ralph of this movie is on the phone with the office guys, and oh my God. he's like going through, like, <laughs> and their blood will appease the gods, and they will, you know, suffer. He's being all their... dark and evil, like, the whole thing kind of is clearly originated from where and, the rest of them like this is my job and he's on speakerphone and like all the office guys are like <laughs> like they're like snickering at him yeah i like that he was all bro brooding and evil it was like they will am i on speakerphone and they just snaps like to regular like, it's very rude i don't know who's in the room i can hear the echo <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah basically okay so they leave there they go up to the uh cabin they finally get to the cabin which is exactly oh, real quick we, cabin. yeah go ahead before we get to the cabin we as the audience not the cast sees a bird fly into the screen yes well uh yeah like the force field 
that we yeah. find out later, which is a great thing where it's um like you never see that like ever. No, and I know we're talking about like old gods and stuff like that, so realistic doesn't really matter here. But I don't think the force field thing is too unrealistic, honestly. It's almost like and by the looks of it, it's almost like an IMAX screen more than anything else. Yeah, it's almost like um well like they have certain things now where it's almost like an invisibility type thing, but it's like made up of like mirrors and shit. Well, honestly, have you ever seen any of the behind the scenes stuff of how they shoot the Mandalorian? Um, I mean, every uh, I know I've seen like a little clips here and there, but well, they shoot it in this thing called the volume, and it's this giant screen that makes you look like you're wherever they are instead of using green screen. So that technology le- legit exists now. Oh, okay. I mean, and actually, that's I like that a lot better than using a green screen because you can always almost tell. Yeah, and like it gives the actors perspective; they don't have to guess. No, they're not just staring at a giant green wall with a tennis ball that they have to talk to (laughs) yeah so like you said then they get to the cabin and it's almost it's almost a replica of the evil dead cabin even the intro of the first evil dead like when they pull up to the cabin and the the camera's real low and kind of pushes in on it it's 100 percent the same yes very like to the point i'm like if you just showed me the still of it i'm not sure i would get it right which was which no, I'd be like, either this is the cabin from the Evil Dead remake, or this is from Cabin in the Woods. I can't exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't get the two-way mirror thing. Yeah, like, why is that in the cabin with them? Like, well, maybe, like, there was a control room in that other room at some point, like, years before they had, like, a bunch of the technology. Maybe they actually had to be face-to-face almost like that, but who knows? Yeah, but they thought enough to put pheromone gas in the woods, and they never thought to cover this up with more than just a creepy painting? Yeah, like, let's just go ahead and just board this up really quick before they get here. Yeah, and you can pick a less creepy painting to maybe give them less of a chance to take it down? Yeah, it's just 30 people getting slaughtered. Yes. Yeah, because that makes sense, but whatever. Um, the And here's where we start getting the betting pool at the office again. Yes. And the betting pool was, we don't know at the time yet, but what's going to be the cause of their doom? Yeah, and I love the one guy, um, the one like main office guy that we follow throughout the movie. He's like really pushing, pushing for the merman. Yeah. <laughs> Which the merman, kind of... when we do see it, is terrifying, actually. Oh, it... It's it's hideous, and it's not ex- at all what you're thinking it's gonna be. No, like, it's not like a guy with a big white beard and a fishtail. No. No, it's like the whole time, and he keep, keeps bringing up throughout the entire movie, like, I would have loved to see that merman, though. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, but the cleanup is horrendous. Yeah, and earlier they're calling him Aquaman. I'm like, what's that about? And then we later find out. Yeah. Which, there's Aquaman in this, there's Thor. Exactly. Sweden. Yeah, this that maybe that's why I love this so much. Yeah. Um, but then the betting pool's going on, and after we cut back, we see the truth or dare game happening. Right. Um, well, back in the cabin, yeah, almost like the um like the uh well I'm good to bring back Friday the thirteenth again, the Friday the thirteenth part one where they're doing like the strip monopoly yeah. thing. And but it's such a more extreme yeah, it's a little, and the, the what's her name, Jules is dared to make out with that moose from Marty. Oh, the uh, the wolf. Well, yes, but he calls it a moose. Oh, the, yeah. 
that he says, I don't know, I'm high. But anyway, I read, because I did a little research like you did as well, and do you know what they did? Because you saw how dusty that thing was and everything. It's powdered sugar. Yeah, I saw that, and they're like, well, at least it gave her something to suck on when she's having a with this giant wolf. Well, think, if you were just, like, making out with a dusty tongue, you'd be, like, dry heaving. Oh, yeah. Um, the real quick go back to that list, like going, like looking through it, like, I think the one was like, just called rape tree and that, Oh no, we don't see the dead. list yet. We didn't see it yet. Oh, we haven't yet. Okay. No, that's where we'll see it after they finally pick. You see the board. Okay. Cause that board is great. Oh, don't worry. I wrote down everything on the board and I intend to read it. Oh, good. Yeah. No, I, I had to pause on several shots of the movie to get the whole board, but I have it. But yeah, this is like where, um. Yeah, Thor starts acting like a complete jock, and he's like complete. He's drunk. He's very um grabby and whatnot. And yeah. the uh, guy who was supposed to—I forget what his name is—but the guy who's supposed to be more of the uh, the book learning type, the smarter person. Now he's wearing glasses all of a sudden. Yeah, and he knows how to speak Latin, which we yeah. don't know yet. But how do you just learn to speak Latin? Which I love Marty. He's like, well, after like, well, like, was it the basement door flies open, very evil dead-esque, and they all go down into the basement to basically, we find out, decide their fate. Like, who is going to come kill them? Yeah. And I do Mar- love when the door blows open, though. Um, Kurt goes, must have been the wind. And Marty goes, that makes zero sense. Yeah, he's the, um, he's the brains of the entire movie. <laughs> Yeah, which we later find out is genius. They say whatever he's been smoking is immunized him to all the chemicals we're pumping in. So he's got some great shit from somewhere. Like, I don't know where, I don't think we know where this movie takes place, but I'm guessing maybe, like, well, now it must be like Oregon. You know, there could be some mushrooms mixed in there now or something. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, everything's legal now. Which that's insane. That is USA. 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 But um, <laughs> I love when like he's like when he starts to read the Latin and Marty was like, can we stop at reading the Latin? Do not read the Latin. <laughs> exactly. Marty's seen a share of horror movies. He knows what's up. Well, of course. Well, you, you know, you watch a lot of movies. <laughs> yes. Then we'd um, be very good Marty's. Uh, but they get so- down to the basement and there's all the generic. And I don't mean that like as a slam, but curse choices like. Uh, Jules is about to put on the necklace. Um, Kurt solving the puzzle. Uh, Holden is about to blow into the conch. Yeah, no, like Marty is. Um, look, Marty, I think was looking at like film strips as well. Yeah, like, he had old film. Like, like, I don't yeah. know what that one would be for though. No, that would been. Yeah, I'm not sure what that one would have been for because I don't think because most of the other ones they go well. If it was the conch, it would have been the merman. Yeah, but yeah, the film one. I don't think they ever really said. And we do see more monsters at the end that are not on the board. No, that must so. be like reserve monsters of like, okay, we haven't pulled this one out in a while. Exactly. But um, um the so, winner and, ends up being the redneck torture zombie family. The Buckners. Yes. Um, and then the place goes nuts, the office, everyone's hat cheering. They said we have a winner. And they said, who had the Buckners? And this is where we see the full list. Okay. Um, you want to give me a minute here to run all these down? Yes. Okay. Werewolf, Alien Beast, Mutants, Wraiths, Zombies, 
reptilious, clowns, witches, sexy witches, demons, hell lord, angry molesting tree, <laughs> giant snake, deadites. Here's the one that I'm confused at. Kevin. Just Kevin. Yeah, I like to think it's Kevin from Home Alone. Or it's Kevin Smith when he was at his very heaviest, so he just comes Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> um, Mummy, The Bride, Scarecrow Folk, Snowman, Dragon Bat, which we do see, Vampires, Dismemberment Goblins, Sugar Plum Fairy, <laughs> Merman, The Reanimated, Unicorn, The Huron, Sasquatch, Slash Wendigo, Slash Yeti, Dolls, The Doctors, Zombie Redneck Torture Family, which yes. was our winner, Jack-O-Lantern, Giant, and Twins. Okay, yeah, and like a few of those you can definitely tell. Like, they just flat out put Deadites in there. They just flat out put Rape Tree in there. <laughs> exactly, two very much Evil Dead references. And then there's like, um, like the clown, of course, like Pennywise. Um, yeah. There was another one in there. Royalty-free Pennywise. Right. Yeah, definitely, um, but later on when you see him, like, it's not that it looks cheap, it just looks like a generic kind of clown. It's definitely Spirit Halloween clown costume killing you. <laughs> yes, Scary Clown Man. Which I also love Unicorn, which that comes up later, and that's actually probably one of my favorite kills in the movie. <laughs> is a There's a unicorn, and he just stabs people with his horn. Yeah, I am curious how that works. Like, if that's selected. Yeah, like, do they, like, come out of the cabin and look like, oh my god, there's a unicorn! Everyone yeah, I imagine it's gotta be that, and they're trying to find it the rest of the night, and it's picking them off. Yeah, and the, it just immediately just disembowels one of them and, like, goes running off with intestines. Yeah. Um, so, after that, we also see the screens of the other countries where it's going on right now. Yeah, and I love that the one, it's kind of like a ring kind of knockoff looking one, which I've never seen the ring. I'm not really into like ghost movies all that much. Oh, I'm going to make you watch it for this, though. That'll be interesting to have you watch it for the first time. I would be interested to definitely watch it at some point. I'd be down for that. But I yeah. love it. I love that they're like, now the evilness is in the happy frog because I love frogs. So I'm like, oh, my God, look at the frog. <laughs> See, I actually when I was a teenager, I watched a lot of like that Japanese style horror. So ring grudge shutter all that kind of stuff i did watch a lot of isn't um the eye another one that's supposed to be really good yes where it's um is that the one where it's like the eye of the serial killer yeah it's i mean someone else everything i just named were american movies of course but based on like that style right um yeah you see the japanese thing going on do you also see like the big kaiju king kong going on there too yeah you see a bunch of they like it's almost um like, if you go into, like, a ra- I mean, this is going to date me, but, like, a Radio Shack, and there's, yeah. like, the million TVs, and it's just each screen has another horror movie going on that we never see. Yeah. For, like, tiny little glimpses. Which That's I why like- I'm saying, why wasn't this franchised out? Just imagine, Cabin in the Woods Canada, Cabin in the Woods Japan, you know? Oh, Canada would definitely have to move Moose Jaws, and Kevin would Kevin Smith would definitely finally have to do that one. I was thinking the Yeti Wendigo, but that would work as well. Oh, that'd be good. But I want to like something whenever since Kevin brought up about Moose Jaws, I've been extremely excited about it. I really hope he does do it at some point. I try not to get too excited about anything Kevin Smith says he's going to do as much as I love him, because you have about a, if I'm being honest with the odds, about a one in 10 chance of seeing it. 
Yeah, because it seems like a lot of stuff like this, like, and especially like with movies, there's a lot that gets talked about and a lot that they're going to like, yes, we're going to do this. And they get like one or two steps in and it falls flat. Yeah. Where Kevin, I love Kevin, but he says every little thing he's working on or going to do, like he was going to do Buckaroo Bonsai. Um, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck. He was going to do, uh, was it He-Man? He- oh, that's actually still, that's oh, it done. Is. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Um, uh, Ben Knobs and Broomsticks. Yeah, there's yeah. been a lot. Clerks 3, the original script. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't that, remind that's me. one of my saddest days is when it's like, yeah, Jeff Anderson said he wasn't going to do it. Uh, there's going to be no Clerks 3. I'm like, go fuck yourself, Jeff Anderson. They're all friends again now, character. though. <laughs> Yeah, they're friends well, now. Yeah, so we may see something. Which I um he last I heard about uh, Clerks Three is that he was rewriting the script and Jeff Anderson was in. But Good. that was a long time ago. That was probably a year and a half, two years ago. Yeah, same. Well, literally, if like me and Max will sound geek pause if everything is on hold now. Yeah. Um. So after this is when Kurt and Jules start getting real touchy feely and go outside and marty is figuring out that everyone's switching personalities and not acting like themselves yeah is this about the time also he kind of finds the camera no this isn't it yet okay uh that's after the first attack where it shows up at the door and all that stuff yeah like jules and thor go out to the woods um and at first she's like i don't know if i want to do this so like they the office people like raise the temperature of the woods. They start pumping out pheromones. They they light up a real nice soft spot on the ground. And they're just like, and they're, I love that they're basically sitting there just like slack jaw, just waiting. Yeah. What does he say? Come on, show us some sugar. And the guy's like, does it really matter if we see it or not? And he goes, um, we're not the only ones watching. So does that mean like the old gods are horny? Either that or the rest of the country's watching as well, maybe. And they're like, America always brings through with the boobs. Oh, okay. Which makes sense. American horror. It's true. Yeah. Uh, my next note is boob shot. Yes. Um. So, yeah, all that's going on. And then we the Buckners, which we did see rise from the ground as soon as they were summoned. Um. You see the bear trap on the end of a chain. Which is oh wait no we see a, a hand stabbed first yeah uh, but then we see that bear trap thing to her back and that's wild yeah I love that kill and that's a really great weapon I I think I've seen that in another horror movie I just can't think of what it is the only thing I can think of that I've seen it in before is a Punisher comic okay he tears someone's face off with one oh that's awesome yeah but um and then there's the saw decapitation first death. And the, at that point, that's when Kirk kind of goes running back and warns everyone at the cabin now. Yeah. This and this is where when... we also see the first blood chamber. Uh, and yes. That the crew, they say a prayer, like, we hope our sacrifice appeases you. And they pull a lever and the blood goes down and fills that silhouette. And it's almost the silhouette of like the, uh, what, what what do they call it? The, um, I don't want to say the whore. But, no, that is uh, what they call her. Oh, they uh, do? Okay. Yeah. So you start to see like each one of them have their own thing, but none of them are actually correct. Yes. That's what like that's the wild thing about it. Yeah, so it's like yeah, they definitely did not do their research with this one. Um Yeah, so, yeah but uh, this more... point is uh they escape into the RV and they're trying to leave. Oh no, not they're... yet. Not yet. We didn't even get a reveal yet. Okay. 
because Marty's back at the cabin and he keeps hearing voices saying Marty and he's getting all mad like someone's fucking with me and he goes outside to take a piss and behind him as he's taking a piss you see the one Buckner creeping through the shadows the girl okay and right a little bit before she gets him Kurt comes running back grabs him like get inside and he clotheslines her like JBL <laughs> the wrestler and they get inside and they start freaking out and that that's when they realize what happens and the door opens and it's the large one throws her head in there and they all start screaming and they're like, let's board it up. And Kurt goes quick, stay, everyone stay together. And back at the office, they're like, Oh no, because they're, like, they're doing the smart thing. <laughs> and I don't get know what that chemical would be, but they pump in the let's split up gang chemical. It just smells like Scooby snacks. I guess so. And then they all take their own room to board up. And that's where Marty thinks he's on a TV show. Oh, that's when he finds the camera. That's yeah, because he knocks over the lamp. And that's and when the uh, one Buckner comes crashing through the window and takes Marty away. And I love Marty's line where he goes, I'm on TV. Oh, my parents are going to think I'm such a burnout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he thinks it's like a reality TV show at this point. like Which honestly would probably be the most logical thought if you're in the situation I mean, and after you find the camera. You're definitely not thinking old gods and like world Armageddon. Yeah, you're thinking, are you scared? You should be because you're on scare tactics. Right. You remember that show? I, the only one I remember is, remember the giant rat where they dressed up the one dude in like the rat costume? No. Yeah, like, they dressed a little person up in a rat costume, and he went, like, scurrying out into the room. (laughs) Yes. And, like, I just love the one shot where he, like, looks up, and you just see his face with all the makeup and whatnot. It's just hilarious. I remember there was one where someone was giving birth, and this lady was hired, like, just to help coach her through it. And she gives birth to, like, you see this, like, satanic priest, like, walk in. She's like, okay. And then she gives, like... It comes tearing out as obviously like a prosthetic stomach. And it's another little person like a devil outfit tears out like, praise me. And the lady's <laughs> screaming. That show was great. Who, who oh, yeah. hosted that? Was it um uh Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen uh, that in forever. I don't think it's on anymore. I'll see reruns yeah, every now on, and then. I think that was on what Spike TV? It was on Spike or Sci Fi. Yeah, on it was one, one of two. those. Um but yeah, um, Marty's drug out because they're freaking out. They're like, oh no, he knows. But then they're like, oh look, what do they say? Jebediah or whatever, Buckner to the rescue. Yeah. And he drags Marty out and off camera you see a blood spurt, spurt, which normally I would say, well, he's not dead. But again, this movie's so smart because they didn't show Jules getting her head chopped off earlier. No. So I'm like, well, that's the way they do it here. Some movies do that. Like yeah, Sleepaway Camp, really... that's an example where you never actually see the death happen. Right, yeah, they never actually show that. Or like Friday the 13th is famous for that, where like they yeah. show the knife getting close to the person, cut away, and then they're cut back and the person's dead. Yeah, which is fine. I'm like, okay, well, that's just the way they're shooting this one. So I saw the blood spurt go, spurt go up. I'm like, Marty's dead. And again, something you don't catch until a rewatch because they pull the lever down and downstairs starts making a big noise. Like, oh, they're getting excited down there. It's because it wasn't Marty's dead blood. Yeah, they're pissed because they're like, no, that one doesn't count. Yeah. Which is weird that they didn't know. Was it a blind spot in the camera? Yeah. 
Yeah, it seems like they have cameras everywhere, but they just saw him get drug into a hole, and they're like, okay, yeah, he's done. Yeah, that seems a little bit of a plot hole, if I have to be honest. Well, it almost, like, I think kind of lends to the same thing of, like, they're almost bored with this. They've done it so many times. Yeah, 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 he's he's dead. dead. Whatever, move on, I want to get home. There's a roast in the oven. They're like, yeah, the fool's always the easy kill. Okay, moving on. Right. Um, where are we at here? Okay, so then uh, they get in the basement, and they find, like, the Buckner origin stuff in the basement. So I wonder, is that, like, that other room in the basement that they find, that they all end up in, is that, like, set after they choose it? Um... So, like, if oh, they did, like, for example, that? blow into the col- the conch, would there be, like, a trident and a bunch of fishing hooks and shit down there? Oh, that's, yeah, I'm not sure. That's interesting. Or is that all, is all that stuff down there? So what if they well, actually... They, they found a different basement book? room. Yeah, they, they found a different basement room than oh, okay. the original place they went down because it was from their bedroom. So I wonder if that's set after they choose it, like, and they just click, okay, put the Buckner stuff in there. That would definitely make sense. Yeah. Because basically, then, this cabin we find out is sitting on top of the control the control station. Yeah. Um. So then they all they have the little fight down there. Holden almost dies, but uh, Dana saves him and keeps stabbing him. And does again like this movie lovingly makes fun of all the horror stuff we love. Yeah, with because like the, when she stabs, like you like pain. Music cuts and she stabs him. Which, you know, how many dumb lines have we heard right before the final girl, like, attacks the killer? Oh, yeah, so many one-liners. Like, uh, was it in the one Nightmare movie? It's like, this is my nightmare now, bitch! Exactly. Trick or treat, motherfucker! You know, we've seen so many of those. Yeah, it's the one-liner that you would definitely not, like, if this was actually happening, you're not thinking of one-liners to throw out, being like, oh, I'm being very clever right now. I always, this is weird that this is the second time this has come up on the podcast, but I guess Kevin Smith comes up all the time too, but like in Jurassic Park, the end of the first movie when they're escaping to the helicopter, like, after further thought, I have decided not to endorse your park. I'm like, you're making quips right now! People are dead! How many people just died? (laughs) Yes, you saw people eaten alive by animals moments ago! But uh, this is where they get to the RV, and we have another cut back to the office. And what's going on there? Oh, that's where they find out Japan failed and the happy frog. Yeah, and I love he's like down at the scream, like because it's like all these like little like uh schoolgirls that like defeated like the evil demon and put it into the frog and they're like, Oh, he's all happy now. And he's down at the scream like, Fuck you <laughs> Oh yeah, he's pointing at all the kids. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It's so funny. <laughs> He's like, how hard is it to kill a room of nine-year-olds? <laughs> and th- we do get the line, so this is obviously advanced. He says, remember when it was as simple as throwing a girl into a volcano? So right. this has been going on for thousands of years. And I guess, like, so do the gods get bored then? They're like, volcanoes aren't good enough anymore, guys. That's the way I took it. Like, it's to entertain them almost. So, you know, just like... Me and you watching, like, an old, like, Bela Lugosi Dracula movie, we can appreciate it, but, like, come on, we want a little more now. Yeah, it's not scary, and it doesn't affect you like it would. Like, in the 30s, yeah, those people were freaked out by Dracula. Yeah. Now, yes, I love Dracula, but more for the acting and, like, the tone of it, and not that it's scary at all. 
Yeah, for the history, too, where you can see how it led to this stuff. Right. Um, so they're all freaking out, and it shows the screens that everyone else has failed. So it's down to America. Yeah, like, is that when you see, like, the Yeti or, like, Bigfoot's killed? There's, like, yeah, you see a, di- a few different shots yeah, like that. It looked like King Kong because it was in, uh, in Buenos Aires, too, and it was, like, the size of a building. Okay. But it was laying there. Then shoot Madrid with a castle on fire, and is that supposed to be a vampire? Oh, yeah, that could have been the uh, vampire, like, Dracula-type thing that was on the board. Yeah, that's all I could think of, because it's in Spain, it's a castle on fire, and it says failed. Yeah. Um, And it's daylight, too, so, like, the person survived till the morning, I guess. Yeah. So, um, they're driving in the RV, and they realize the tunnel hasn't collapsed. Yeah, and they're like, oh, fuck, and he goes, like, scree- he goes, like, tearing ass down the hallway. Yeah, this is another Evil Dead kind of reference, too, with the bridge being washed away. Yeah, where, like, yeah, all of a sudden the bridge is, yeah, like, all of a sudden the bridge is, like, completely gone. Yeah, except it didn't happen yet. So imagine in Evil Dead, they get halfway across the bridge and it floods. Um, Yeah, they get to the bridge and everything, and it goes out and, you know, collapses. They get out by the skin of their teeth, and Kurt sees the big canyon and decides... I'm going to jump it with my dirt bike because he's the jock. Yeah. Which is a great idea. And he definitely could have made that if there wasn't a force field. Yeah, he cleared it. He was well above where he needed to be. And how deep is that chasm that he was trying to jump? Like whenever well, I imagine like, it goes down pretty deep because the old God pit is technically under this because that's under the office. Oh, so I wonder if it goes all the way down there because whenever you see him, like when he's falling, he keeps hitting the wall. So it's almost that thing of, like, you can see how deep it goes. It just goes on forever. Yeah. And that's when they get back in and they're all worried. They're like, it's never. Dana's kind of coming to terms with. I don't think she's has it figured out, but she's like, something's up. She goes, if we go this way, a bridge will be out or the trees will fall in on themselves. We're stuck here. Yeah. So like, and then was it. And he's like, well, we'll go on foot if we need to. I need you to stay with me. She just gets her resolved, and then, bam! Stabbed through the neck, Holden. Yeah, they're what? They're in the, uh, what? I think they're driving in the RV, right? And yeah. They're, um, oh, yeah, yeah, we didn't mention, because there's the bloody handprint on the RV when they got in it. Right. Yeah, they, um... And that's basically when, like, okay, so he gets killed, and they're like, okay, she's the final girl. It's over now. Yeah, they start celebrating at the office. Before they even look to see, like, if anything, like, she's still, like, because what she gets, uh, the RV goes into the water, correct? Yeah. And then she's kind of swimming away from it, and they're like, yep, it's over, and they start popping champagne, and, like, you could still see her in the background, like, like, suffering, and, like, still swimming at whatnot, and they're all like, (laughs) woohoo! Yeah, this is where our our new guy exposition actually does come in, because he's like, why, it's not over, they said, no, She's allowed to survive. It doesn't matter either way as long as she suffers. Yeah, as long as she's the last one, it doesn't matter if she lives or dies. Exactly. So our horror movies, I guess, are onto something. But um And what where is it? It's the the girl who's also kind of been in the other moral compass along with the new guy. He's like, they're celebrating. She says, They're celebrating. I'm drinking. Yeah. And the whole office is partying, and then the phone rings. Yeah, the the red phone rings. Yes, <laughs> it lets you know this is a serious phone. 
and they're like, shut the fuck, uh, shut that fucking music off. And cause there's something up and they're like, what do you mean? He's not dead. It's at this point where like now Dana has been like one of the Buckner's like, uh, is, um, like basically throwing her around and about to kill her. But Marty comes, yeah. But Marty comes back with his coffee cup bong and takes out the <laughs> Buckner with the bong. Yeah, well, he doesn't take out the Buckner. He stops it from killing her. Yeah. And then smacks him in the face and they run away. Which, that was a great thing. It's like, oh, it came back. Yeah, that was a fun reveal. That was, that's one of those moments that, and another one I'll get to later, like when the elevator opens with all the monsters, but feel really Joss Whedon-y to me. Yes. Oh, 100%. Especially with all the monsters and the, yeah, when they go down in there and you see all of them. Yeah. Um, and then they make it to the elevator. The, Marty finds, like, the hidden door to the elevator and gets in. And one of the zombie hands falls in with them. I yeah, don't know like, where it came from. It's gra- like grabbing at their pant leg. Yeah. Um, he somehow hot wires an elevator, which I didn't know was possible. No, me neither. And so, like, oh, well, that makes sense, well, though, too, because that was, like, they went down into the Buckner grave. So that, I guess, the elevator, like, kind of, like, cubes, takes their cube and puts, like, okay, now you go here. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, what do you think? Are the monsters real or created? Like, have they found all these evil things over time and preserved them? Or do they create them? That's almost what I see it as is like they've gone around the world and collected all of these different monsters and whatnot and are basically have collected them so they can basically like what an office base make it an office white collar type thing where yeah. they file them away and they go, OK, well, we need the Pennywise. Go find the, you know. Yeah, exactly. like the Raiders of the Lost Ark um, storage area at the end. Yeah, that but with like werewolves and like children that kill. Yeah. And speaking of werewolf, that's the first new monster that they see in the elevator. These elevators like are glass, and they spin around, and you can see things. Yeah, it's a really cool design, and like you see, like a uh, Hellraiser knockoff type guy, the guy with the saw blades, and he has oh, the, he had a name. It was in the credits. It was uh, it's a sawhead. It was no, he had some weird name, and then it was Lord of Bondage and Pain. Oh, is it Hell Lord? Maybe, I don't Maybe. remember. Maybe, it's something like that. But yeah, there's um so many things that are just, like, the uh, great value brand of, like, you see the Shining Twins. Um, yep. You see, oh, you see a ghost, like, just a typical ghost thing. Like, you see a mummy, you see, like, zombies, you see, like... A ballerina with a mouth for a face. Yeah, which is extremely terrifying and new. <laughs> Yeah, not all of them are knockoffs. Some of them are original creations. Yeah, that's a good... And then you also see, like, just some, like, H.P. Lovecraft-type monsters, where it just looks like a giant thing with, like, ball ball of goo with tentacles. Yeah. And so they're going down, and the elevator dings, and there's one guard there. Yeah, which is weird, because you'd think they would attract them to exactly where they're going, because, like, how often do these elevators, do you think, just people get in them <laughs> yeah i don't like that the elevators are one there's no security protocol because like we just said there's only one guard there and the elevators that the people seem to use are also connected to the monster elevators yeah there's no way you would want your monsters anywhere connected to your office building yes but hey bad design ancient design who knows um 
But they come out, and the zombie hand that fell in saves them, because it grabs the guard enough to distract him. Yeah, and he freaks out. Then they get into the control room and release everything. Yeah, she pushes the... It says, like, purge all or whatever. And I gotta say, like, you know the nuclear codes. Like, after you give that order, there's two men with keys on separate sides of the room where you couldn't reach both of them that have to turn it. Right. No, not this. This is just a big-ass red button that you could accidentally set your coffee on. Yeah, I don't even think there was one of those, like, glass domes over it. There it was, was not. a giant red button. Like, yes. you sneeze wrong when you're going for a different button, and you fuck the entire place. Exactly. You know, I worked at a customer service desk once, and... There's the, if you're being robbed at gunpoint button, press this and it calls the police. Yeah. I didn't know it was that button. And I kept, and one day I was bored. I'm like, what's this do? And I kept playing with it and poking it and poking it. And the police showed up. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Were so, they like red? Did they come in like ready? Like, gun oh yeah. A bulletproof vest on hand on the gun and everything. But I think they knew what was up when they got there and everyone was still shopping. Yeah. But so I guess that's not too unrealistic because I'm proof. Yeah, but that's a different button than, like... <laughs> yeah, I didn't unleash, like, all the plagues of the Earth at once with that button. It's just a uh, red button. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so, yeah, just, like, it's quiet, and then you hear that... Because there's, now there's a full platoon of security coming after them, locked and loaded. And they're in that one room, like, protected with the doors locked. They start shooting in at them, and then you hear the elevator, ding! Oh, yeah. <laughs> all hell breaks loose. It's just like a giant snake comes out, like a demon thing, like comes ripping through, like yeah. Basically, the strangers come out. Yeah, just uh, what basically look like just normal serial kill- killer people in masks. Yeah, um, yeah. It it gets wild fast. Some weird like robots with buzz saws on them, like everything. Which that would have been a really cool one to see as well. Like buzz call that they would almost been like chopping mall, but like good. Yeah. Um, what else? Like a bunch of a whole elevator full of zombies. There's there's a ton. Which like and, watching some of the behind the scenes of all this and like how they did all of them and like most of this movie is practical effects, which I really respect because I love the practical effect. Like they could have easily done this movie with just nothing but CGI and gotten it done probably a lot quicker, but it would not have had the effect that it would that it does with actually seeing a guy in a merman suit crawling towards another person, you know? Oh, yeah. Now that said, there's still plenty of CGI in here. Oh, there definitely is. And it's because some things definitely do need it and do call for it, but like the ghost and the giant snake and the dragon bat. But if you can do like the zombies or the merman or, you know, some of the stuff, like some of the monsters, they actually made up, you know? Yeah. So if you can do that. It definitely do go that way. Oh, for sure. Um, and, and the elevators open again, and even more come out because more security comes, and they're getting eaten by zombies. It opens again, and where Dan and Marty are, there's just a giant blood splatter on the window. Yeah, and you see like arms like go fly and hit the window and whatnot, and yeah, it's just coated in blood, and they're just sitting there with like their hands over their heads, like just cowering in the corner. <laughs> Now I gotta ask you, because you were at a theater, what was the reaction like when this scene started? Oh, uh, tons of cheering, a lot of laughing, um, 
it definitely you could definitely tell it took everybody by surprise it was a fun movie to see with a ton of other people yeah because this was like the game change moment up till then it's still a solid horror movie with a twist but this is like this is the scene people talk about yeah, this last, like, what would you say this is? Like, last, the last 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, about yeah. 20 minutes is, like, really what the movie, like, when they talk about Cabin in the Woods, this is it. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and this is where you get that great unicorn kill as well, because they're going, like, basically the monsters just break out completely and go from, like, floor to floor. And you're just oh, yeah. getting, like, great kill after great kill, like the stranger-type uh, people. Like, are setting, like, a group of people on fire, and... Yeah, they have them tied up, and they're pouring gas on them. Yeah. And on the screens, you see even more than we see. Because I noticed I rewound and watched, like, the screens, and you know, like, six screens at once, so it's hard. The jack-o'-lantern's breathing fire on people. Um, the clown is killing people and is apparently bulletproof. Yeah, I love that. That is an actually extremely creepy... Like, because I'm not, like, afraid of clowns, but that is a creepy scene where she's firing into it, and he just keeps, like, every time he gets shot, he's like, hoo-hoo, hoo-hoo, hoo Yeah. <laughs> like the Pillsbury Doughboy on steroids. Yeah. Um, this... Me and Anna were talking about, because she goes, what are you doing for a Brett show this week? I said, oh, we're doing Cabin in the Woods. I got to pick, and I love that movie. She goes, oh, really? I said, yeah, why? She goes, I don't like it. I said, what don't you like about it? She goes, I thought it was generic, and Brett, we almost broke up over this. Oh, Jesus. I said, this is the most original horror movie I've seen in the last ten years. She goes, no, it wasn't. I said, did you watch the whole thing? She goes, I think so. I'm like, there's no way you saw the whole thing, because I'd agree with you at the beginning, at least. There's no way you saw the end. No, 100% in the beginning, yes, but that's what they were doing. Like That's what they were completely going for. Uh, I tried to get her to watch the last 20 minutes. I'm like, no, sit down. I'm going to put on the last 20 minutes. She goes, no, because I'm not going to know what's going on because I don't remember the beginning. I'm like, I just want you to see the last 20 minutes. I was like, no, you've seen the beginning just over several other horror movies that don't can, don't actually have anything to do with this one, but you've seen the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm leaning towards. I, I'm thinking she's lying to me and she's never seen the end. Yeah, there well, there's no way because it's so original. Yeah, because there's nothing like this. Well, um, like, right, like, I'm, we're basically, like, to- getting, like, kind of towards the end. Like, there's a million great kills. But Sigourney Weaver fucking shows up. Yeah, for, for like, a cameo, pretty much. Which is amazing. Well, because like, we hear her voice when they first get there. And I'm like, is that fucking Ripley? And there's so many, like, um, I know with, like, the latest uh, Leprechaun movie is kind of, they did the Halloween uh, thing where it's like the first one and now this one all the other movies get canceled out oh and... they took away las vegas oh yeah they uh oh that's the best one yeah that one's uh i think yeah that's the one where it's the um they think it's like a ch- the uh his piece of gold is like a chip right yeah and is that the one where the guy starts turning into the leprechaun i don't I remember i know that's the one where he blows the girl up yeah, like, and give her like the giant duck face. Yeah, that's um, oh, that's uh, Carolina or Caroline Williams from Texas Chainsaw Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I could I could not believe she showed up in this. Oh, I was getting to the Leprechaun thing, uh, because they kind of use um Jennifer Aniston's a like voice double for her. Oh, did movie. they? Because the main girl in the movie is supposed to be her daughter the character like the character jennifer aniston played in the first leprechaun it's supposed to be her daughter and she was like talking to her on the phone or something like that 
That's a cool way around it, because you know you're not getting Jennifer Aniston back for Leprechaun. No, which, but I wish she would. Like, if she wasn't, like, so, like, it's almost like the um, Sarah Jessica Parker thing where she tries to dis- distance herself from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. I'm like, other than Hocus Pocus, Ed Wood is the only other movie I've watched that you're probably in. Dude, Mars Attacks. Oh, she in that? Yeah, she's the reporter girl, like the, the talk okay. show host. Okay. Yeah, but, like, I'm not a friend of fan. Uh, fuck. I'm not a a fan of friends um or anything like that you know um i I will say speaking of friends uh not to bring the room down but i had a friend pass away like it it sucked but over this past weekend but uh she was really into horror and so they did like a benefit thing for her family and they made a shirt that had like the friends logo but above it it had like leatherface jason pennywise freddie michael myers and so that was pretty cool Oh, that is really awesome. Yes, I'm I'm stoked for that. But yes, Sigourney Weaver's in this fucking movie, and it's just wild because barely... But we gotta hit these kills first before we even get to Sigourney. Right. Okay, so the unicorn, not much to it, but just funny. It's just... I've never seen a unicorn kill a person. No. Is the Kraken in this movie? Because a giant octopus arm breaks through the ceiling and takes the one girl. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them because, I mean, that is a, and especially if they're going, like, old God-wise, because there's, like, like I said, like, some H.P. Lovecraft-looking shit in here. Yeah. Like, it definitely could be the Kraken. I would not put it past them. That's what I took it at, or at very least, Giant Octopus. Yes. But, yeah, the, the arm comes down, the Scarecrow folk kill our new guy. Well, he blows himself up while being killed by them. And one of the ones that really, I mean, it's not even a kill by a monster, but one of the ones that really gets to me is, like, there's just the one lady, she's on the screen, and she just fucking shoots herself. Well, there was something behind her. I think it was making her do it. Oh, okay. but like, I think it was, like, a taking your body against your will thing. Yeah, because she's, like, crying, like, so hardcore and fucking shoots herself, and it's like, fuck, that's brutal. Yeah, we see the guy, like, with the cube, like, have some guy chained up upside down. Like, all the monsters seem to leave each other alone, though. Yeah, they all have their own thing. Yeah, their monsters aren't fighting each other. At least not yet, because they're still victims. Yeah, so it's a good thing the world ends, because can you imagine the cleanup out of this facility? Oh, God. I, I forget um, um I forget who directed this movie. It, but... I have it written down here. It's Drew Goddard. Uh, years ago, when this movie first came out, he did like one of those Reddit AMA type things. Yeah. And you could submit, well, it wasn't Reddit, but you could submit questions to him and he may answer them. Okay. So I got an email saying, hey, he answered your question. My question was, I would love to see what happens after the hand comes out of the ground at the very end. Are there any plans on either doing a, a sequel or even doing a comic book series? Because a lot of times, if a, if it's a movie that they want to get made, but it will never happen, they're making it to a comic book series. Yeah. That's I, was like, I would love time, to see yeah. what happens next. And he, he answered me back as, um, it's too brutal for anyone to, uh, for anyone to see. A lot of bad things happen, dot, 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 especially to you. Brett, <laughs> <laughs> you die. I was just like, fuck yeah. Brett, <laughs> you're dead. Yay. <laughs> Um, yeah, the, the mer, let's just cut to the one we want to talk about the merman kill. Yeah. Where, um, 
they're kind of they get into the main control room and the two yeah. office guys we've been following this whole time. The door's kind of, breached. Yeah, the, they're breached. The room that they're in. Well, there's like an explosion. Oh yeah, that's right. The um the guy from Step Brothers, I believe, blows himself up. No, he gets away because he gets stabbed. Oh, that's right. He gets stabbed. Um, so someone blows up because yeah, the new guy because the scarecrow folk. That's right. Scarecrow folk got him. Yes. Um, and then the Kraken arm comes down, takes the girl. So that's our four. And then that one guy's like kind of knocked out. You know, like when a grenade goes off in any movie and you're there with your ears ringing, coming back to. It's that Saving Private Ryan scene. Yeah. And but this Saving Private Ryan scene, you see the merman like slowly coming out of the mist, like slump, slump, slump. like that. Like, anticlimactic kills are hilarious. Like, in Deadpool with the Zamboni. Yeah. Like, I love that kind of stuff. It's still, like, it's something about that is, like, my, my perfect humor, and I love it. Yeah, it's so funny. The timing is so great. Yeah. But he's like, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And then there's just fucking, he gnaws down on, like, his throat, and then, like, his blood is spurting through the merman's blowhole, getting everywhere. I love that the merman has a blowhole. It's real, really cool design, honestly. Yeah, and all that was practical. Yeah, that you can tell. But and that also leads back to earlier when they're like, "Come on, you know the merman kills are way too much to clean up." Yeah, and it makes sense now. I because see that. It, it fucking gallons of blood going everywhere. <laughs> and merman sludge. Yeah. Like, just imagine dragging a dragging a fish across your house. Oh God, yeah, that he must smell. <laughs> Yeah, the cleanup has to be whole building. Like as soon as those elevators open up, there's people down the hall probably. Like, what is that? Like, does someone smell like rotting flesh and fish and just horror? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Dana and Marty make it to like the sacrifice chamber room. Well, not the chamber, but like where the blood goes and everything. Which is a really cool, like ancient type setup. And there is a shot where Dana looks over the edge, and you just see movement at the bottom. I'm guessing it's supposed to be the old gods, but you don't get a good look at them. No, but it is cool that they kind of show it. They show yeah, it just it's enough. purposely kept out of focus to where even when you pause it, you can't tell what it is. Right. Yeah, and that's when, um, yeah, basically Sigourney Weaver is explaining basically the plot of what's yeah, going on. Villains monologuing, you know. Right. Um, basically like Marty, you must die or the entire world is going to be destroyed by these old gods. We must keep happy with these sacrifices. Yeah. Dana's about to kill and Marty's like, too. Yeah. Marty's like, no, we're not doing that, man. And then, yeah, Dana has the gun to his head and is ready to do it until the, uh, will werewolf. the werewolf comes back. <laughs> yep. Bites her. And then. Then Marty and Sigourney Weaver, I think we'll just call the boss, start fighting. And the little Buckner girl to the rescue axes Sigourney Weaver in the head. Sigourney and Buckner girl topple over the edge. Yeah, and they go basically fall down over the edge into where the old gods are. Yeah, this is also where we get our names. The Scholar, the Athlete, the Whore, the Fool, and the Virgin. Yes. And Dana even goes, Virgin? She goes, we work with what we get. Right, like nowadays, you're probably about closest that we can get. Like, <laughs> I think they probably just mean a decent person, like who's not promiscuous for the right, most like, part. At least, not that there's anything wrong with fucking God. We're all adults, but you know, 
Right. It's like, well, you haven't let anyone shit on your chest, so you're basically a virgin by today's standards. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then the world, and then they fall over. Marty and Dana smoke a joint together as the world ends, pretty much. You see which, the massive hand, which we've mentioned a thousand times, rip from the ground and slam down, like, where the cabin was. Which I love that scene where Marty and Dana kind of, they kind of, like, saddle up together. They sit together on the floor, leaned up against the wall. Marty's like, fuck it. He pulls out a joint and starts smoking it. And he's like, you want some? She's like, oh, sure. And then she does that, like, funny, like, two-handed, like, It's, it's like when he smoked to join on joe rogan <laughs> it's someone yeah. that just doesn't look natural oh god then he just just makes that face just <laughs> i wish you would have made the face i would have made it a thousand times better yes <laughs> at least they didn't go with the stereotypical over cough yes. <gasps> oh that's too strong for me yeah. yeah but yeah and then the giant hand like just rips through the earth and slams down end of movie and then it's just the giant, like, cabin in the woods. Yeah. Which um, is great. Now, let me tell you. Marty made a stupid choice. Yeah. it was Because he's dead anyway. He can die now or he can die in ten seconds. And save the world. Yes. Well, so, let's be honest. That's a dumb choice. You've already been selected to have the world hinge on you. He's sitting there smoking. He's like, maybe it's time for something else to take over, man. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, I'm like, is that your choice? Is that your decision? Yeah, like, listen, you stupid stoner fuck. It's not not up to you. Like, no, it's because somewhere out there, I'm out there going, like, driving into work, going, oh God, what the fuck now? Yeah, and as we know, it doesn't end good for you. No. Me, I'm undetermined. The director never told me if I live in the wasteland or not. No, Brett from Dimension Z has a terrible outcome in this movie. We just yeah, see it on the I, screen. I like the picture you get squashed under the thumb. Yeah, like I'm just pulling into my like my old job. I'm put the car in park. I'm like, fuck. I got five 12 hour days ahead of me. My bosses go yell at me about this, this, and this. Then I look up and I'm like, oh god fucking damn it. Like, it got dark. You look up and a massive hand comes down. I'm like, you know what, fucking, I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's this movie. I fucking love this movie. I, If you listen now, I took away the some of the great elements for you, because I hope you saw this movie before you listened to this. But either way, you still need to watch it. Yeah, it's really great. It's really original. Um, The first part of, like, the first, I don't know, hour of it is pretty, I wouldn't call it generic, but it's generic on purpose. Of like, okay, we know what this is. And then it just 180s and goes somewhere you never thought it would. But that also makes it clever because you can tell they know what they're doing. Yeah. And then, like you said before, like once you rewatch this movie, it definitely has a rewatchable factor to it. Because you notice all these little things that you didn't before. Oh, yeah. It's it's very fun to rewatch. Yeah. Yeah, but I definitely recommend this movie. Um, I mean, I would give it four out of five stars. Oh, yeah, it's up there for me. Yeah. Probably, I'd go right under perfect. I'm going 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, it's really close. It's uh, Okay, question for you, Brett. Yeah. You're an office person. Um, They're starting over from scratch for this. So you got to pick five creatures that can be your possible killers. You can pick from movies or come up with your own or literature or whatever. What are your five creatures that have or killers that have the choice to be picked? 
Okay. Um, well, are we going generic or can I? Name... I'll let you pick things that are that exist because okay. they basically do. Well, number one, I'm going to say Jason because he's of the course. best out of everything and he's the greatest. Um, after that, I mean, there's so many different ways you could go with that. Um, I mean, I know they kind of did a pinhead type. But I always, I always thought like after Hellraiser one and two, Pinhead got the complete shaft. With like Hellraiser three is okay, but it's still horrible. Everyone other than that, everyone after that is terrible. Like if they could actually make a good new Hellraiser movie, even if it's in a movie like this, that would be amazing. Yeah. Um, Tor Johnson from Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, you gotta have that. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta have some dumb ones in there. There's unicorns and mermans in here. Come on. Well, it's Tor Johnson and Vampira from Plan 9. They're a team. Okay. They just stare at you and wave their arms, and you die off screen when the camera gets too close. Okay. (laughs) So I guess that counts as one, so what's it? That's three. Um, Oh, you know what I love is um, Slither. Those creatures. Oh, Slither. They're so creepy. Okay go inside you and they fucking mutate you all up weird and shit so that'd be amazing like i always love that and it has great special effects so that would be cool to see like another so let's see i got jason i got penhead i got tor johnson and vampira uh the slither worms um one more i'm trying to think of something like off the wall that i like of course i'm going drawing a complete blank now let's just what's all good what's the first one i think of um Belial from Basket Case. <laughs> what was it? Belial from Basket Case. Okay, we'll I've take been it. Looking around my room, like, come on, there's got to be something around here. Well, fuck, I love Basket <laughs> Case, Belial, but no, he's actually like, oh, uh, he uh, he's actually a really great character. Okay, I'll take it. I'd watch your cabin in the woods. Which I guess I don't. Uh, he wouldn't have uh, Kevin Van Hindenreich with him, so he would just kind of be crawling around with his two arms. He's not going to be okay. very fast. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. He doesn't have his bat. Or is he just stuck inside the basket for the whole time? Because Kevin doesn't let him out. <laughs> I like it. What do you got? Oh, fuck. I wasn't prepared for this part of the question. <laughs> um, <laughs> not to rip you off, but yeah, I'm putting Jason in there. He has to. Just because we might get a new Friday movie out of it. Yes, and I would do any. Like I've said before, I would suck balls for a new Friday movie. <laughs> That's okay, so I'm still on the table. Okay, so Jason, and then a creature I got to put similar to either like critters or gremlins. So little cute furry things that kill you. Okay. So, I mean, I don't know what you'd call them, but you know, something like that. That'd be my generic thing. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. We'll go evil bong. Uh, yes. <laughs> since, since there's the, the fool. We'll, we'll go like, we'll put evil bong type thing in there. So I would have got three. But he just ends up liking Marty. Like, they just hang out. It turns into, like, a Pineapple Express-type movie, except for... Yeah. Like, minus all the crime. <laughs> <laughs> um, For my off-the-wall, I think I'm going to go Killer Ducks with, like, razor teeth or something. Ooh, that's interesting. We've never seen that before. That's No, that's that's going to be my, my weird one. Well, it's almost like, have you seen the movie Frogs? No. Okay, it's from, like, 1972, and it's literally about, like, it's not even, the frogs never actually even kill anybody. As far as the movie is edited, I almost see it as, like, they're the ringleaders, because every time a 
cuts to a frog that like goes ribbit, another animal kills a person. Ah, they're calling the shots. Yeah. So if you like frogs and you like horror movies, check out frogs. <laughs> terrible, but it's worth a watch. Um, and then I'd have to go with some creepy kid, like an omen or orphan type thing. Oh yeah. Or like a children of the corn type. Yeah. Something like that. I'd throw in for my cabin. He who walks behind the rose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like certain like creepy kids like that, like the Omen kids, I always thought were creepy. Um, uh, oh fuck, I mean the Omen kid is creepy. He was gonna be the one I said next, but the Children of the Corn kids are pretty creepy. Um, the Shining twins, of course. Like, yeah, there's some come play with us. Or uh, one of the creepiest ones is Gage from Pet Cemetery, just because you know that actor is like three. Oh and yeah. He's like, come play with me, mommy. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> I'd honestly say, like, with as far as the omen goes, creepier than Damien is all the stuff going on around him. Yeah. Like, it's all for you, Damien, and then the jump. <laughs> that's a fucking creepy ass scene, too. I can we have to do the omen at some point. We'll oh, that, that that's a stick in your head scene there. Like, I saw that movie way too young, I think. Oh, that's what we're due for Christmas. To counteract Christmas, we're due Satan Month. No, dude, we gotta do Krampus and shit like that and Black Christmas. Yeah, and we gotta do Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, we got a treasure trove of Christmas horror movies. Uh, or we definitely have to do Santa's Sleigh with Goldberg. I have never seen that. Yeah, that's a wrestler. I know who Goldberg is. Come on now, I know who Goldberg is. But you've never seen Santa's Sleigh is actor actually, like, fucking great. I'll check it out. No, I've never seen it. You have to get me a copy or I'll come watch it at your house. No, I, yeah, I think it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even better. Well, that's all I got. You got anything? No, that's all I got, really. Um, Yeah, I like that little thing at the end that you came up with. That was oh, fun you. to think of, like, think on the spot like that. Because I'm looking around my room, I'm like, fuck. And then I look over, I'm like, uh, there's a Friday the 13th autograph from Rick. Well, Rick's just a cop. He's not. Well, there's Bruce Dern from The Burbs. Well, he, that's not really a horror movie. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. Made you go on your toes for a minute. Yeah. But, um, well, I, real quick, how was your Halloween? It's because we haven't recorded since Halloween happened. My Halloween was honestly pretty lackluster this year. Yeah, I figured My it. My build-up I mean, to Halloween was more fun. And to me, Halloween is the season more than just the day itself. Yeah, the day is almost sad because, you know, after that day, it's over. Yeah, like, I, I honestly had a... I got to do my friend's wedding, which was nice. I did enjoy that part of it. Um, like I performed the ceremony and then, uh, I had some bad shit go on, but like, I finished it off watching some movies. We had a caramel apple and stuff, you know? Yeah. Do you, do you, Um, how do you dispose of your pumpkins? The ones that still have a little integrity. Well, right now we still have them on the porch. Um, but we are going to be bringing them inside and actually cooking them down to use them for like pumpkin pie and shit. Oh, uh, see, we the one thing that I do like about taking down my Halloween stuff is our great pumpkin throw. Oh, nice. Yeah, like we whip them as high into the air and run. I remember um when I was a uh, little, like because we lived kind of in the woods. My dad would take them out back and he would shoot them with a shotgun. Yeah, see that things like that. Hard. Like as sad as I am to see the Halloween stuff go down, that's almost like well, at least you get to do this. That's something like I love living in like kind of middle of the city like I do, but that's one of the things that you kind of lose 
from not living kind of out in the woods of you can kind of do anything like that that you want. Because like if I just started throwing pumpkins into my backyard, my landlord would get pissed. <laughs> come up to my house. There's no one here. Yeah, I'll come up with like, oh, uh, well, during trick or treating, we probably had like about 60 kids, I would say. Um, the uh, one family lives just a couple houses up from us. And I was out there. I uh, dressed up as the fiend from the Misfits to hand out the candy. Hell yeah. Favorite oh, band. Man. Yeah, I was I saw that mask at Spirit Halloween. I was like, I gotta get this. But um, they come walking down. The, my neighbors come walking down with their kids, and he goes, "Hey, do you know how many pumpkins you have?" And I was like, "Well, it must be like 30. He's like, "Yeah, fifty three." You like, had fifty three. I went really. He goes, "Yeah, every morning when we're waiting on the bus stop in front of your house, my kids count your pumpkins." Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I had 53 pumpkins this year. Holy shit, man. I thought I went nuts. Now, not all of those are the regular size big pumpkins. Oh, you're kind of like little ones, too. Most of those can fit in the palm of your hand. Okay, then maybe I was close then. But we have those lining the porch and whatnot. But at some point, like, I'm going to do what I did, like, last year, where I throw some seeds, like, in corners of my yard so pumpkin plants come sprouting out next year. See, I have too many deer that come through my yard that I try that, but I'm pretty sure they all get eaten. Yeah. See, you have a good trade-off. Yeah, you can't just go throw your pumpkins around, but you actually get trick-or-treaters. Like, right. where I live, the I get three trick-or-treaters a year. It's my little brother, my niece, and my nephew, and that's it. Which I got one of the best compliments from, like, a seven-year-old girl dressed up as Wednesday Adams. She's like, you have the best house I've seen yet. And I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> like, I appreciate that. I work really hard on this. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was good. I probably ended up watching like eight movies that day. I didn't watch them all the way through, but um, you had them on though. Yeah, because like AMC has their Fear Fest going on all the time. Yeah. So like that day, I watched uh, Halloween, Halloween four, Halloween five, Halloween six. Um, then I watched Halloween three. I watched all of that one. Um, all the Lords of Salem, and I watched Trick or Treat. Dude, that record from Lords of Salem. I wonder if anyone's ever pressed that on vinyl. That is like that. that dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It's actually, like, it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, I, I, that feels like that'd be a no-brainer merch item. Just press that sound on a record over and over. Oh, I would add it to my collection up here. And, like, sell it like how that one looked and everything. Yeah. Yeah, with, like, the wooden box, everything. Oh, God, people yeah. would pay 100 bucks for that. Don't tell Rob Zombie that. Yeah, oh God, because he'll make $50 million. <laughs> <laughs> But that's one of the... Lords of Salem is probably the newest movie out of that list that I started adding to my every Halloween watch, like, on the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mine, that was... Um, varies. I, like, I have my Halloween season watch, but my day I switch it up. Yeah, you know, my day of... Oh, I also watch Rocky Horror the day of. Yeah. But there are certain movies I must watch that day. Which those are like Rocky Horror, I have to watch that day, Trick or Treat, Lords of Salem, and Halloween 3. I usually try to get Halloween, and um, I try to always watch Beetlejuice on Halloween. I don't know why. Okay. But those are like the only two that I always try to make sure I watch on Halloween. Well, that's almost like um, Rocky Horror. It's not actually like a horror movie, but you have to. It's one of the, It's like watching a, a Christmas story for 24 hours on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, but that was that day. It, it was pretty, after trick-or-treating, it was pretty low-key. I just carved pumpkins and drank way yeah. too much and watched way too many horror movies and annoyed Liz. 
So your normal day. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, but that's um, that's all I have for uh, this week, man, unless you have anything else. No, I don't think so. You know the general house planning. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at Throbbing. What's the Twitter? At Throbbing Horror is me. Um, I'm also at uh, Tellum Gwarth. That's my main account, but my the show account is at Throbbing Horror. Yeah, if you want to ever get a hold of me, hit Brett. It's not like I'm ever far from Brett online. Yeah. Uh, the Pole Podcast Network is at WNTATU. It's simple. First letters of why not talk about this universe. If you want to follow me, I'm at Greg Ames, G-R-E-G-A-I-M-S. And that's about that. Yeah, um, pleasant night. Oh, biscuit, thank you. My cat just sneezes oh. directly into the microphone <laughs> I talk into. Thank you. God bless you, kitty. Well, I'm going to steal from, I think it was Elvira's um, sign-off. Wasn't it like Pleasant Nightmares or something? I don't remember. I don't know. I'm going to steal hers I, because Stay Spooky isn't original either. So Pleasant Nightmares.